Lose the Cape Podcast, episode 141. Hello, everybody. Today is a fun episode. It is our monthly, it is our, if I could speak correctly, monthly book club interview. We do these monthly book clubs on the last, normally Wednesday of the month, live on our Facebook page. That's over at Facebook at Lose the Cape. Um, But this time, due to our guest schedule, because we were able to interview the author, Julie Santiago, we moved the um, podcast episode to Thursday, the last Thursday of the month. If you ever want to join us with these, the reason we started doing them live on Facebook is so that we could have an opportunity to discuss with and actually have a real live um, Facebook interview. So if you are ever joining us, we like to do these live on Facebook the last Wednesday of the month because we want to engage in a conversation about the book like a true book club so even if it's just me and Nancy just discussing the book we get together on Facebook we talk through it we come up with our own questions and we just kind of um, sometimes we tear the book apart like we did with uh, Girl Wash Your Face neither of us like that book at all Um, and when possible we bring in the authors so that we can have the opportunity to talk to them about their book why they wrote it you know me I publish books so I love to talk about the publishing process if they want to talk about it and so many people are curious about writing and publishing a book that I think it's um, great for them to hear other authors share their experiences but this week we spoke with Julie Santiago who is such an interesting woman she um, actually went to Yale started off corporate America on Wall Street and then decided that she was not living her authentic life and she left all of that behind moved to California um, and now helps people as a life coach find their authentic selves and um and and live the life that they want to live um she's she has a facebook group of over 40,000 members that is all about daily gratitude and and sharing your your stories of gratitude and love and light basically and she's just really beautiful she's re- re- recently written her book awaken um and that is the six sacred steps to um remembering who you are and why you're here and it's a fantastic workbook to help you find that um what what you want your life to be and who you really are and what you're meant to be doing with your life so i hope you enjoy this interview julie's a lot of fun we had a great time she had some really good insightful things to say and um you can learn all about all the other things, get all the links, get a link to the book, et cetera, et cetera, over at losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 141. Thanks. Enjoy the interview. This podcast is sponsored by the brand new Lose the Cape book. Yay! Lose the Cape, the third book in our series, um, another anthology we're super excited about. We have a bunch of moms and dads who contributed to this book. It's Lose the Cape, Ain't Nothing But a Teen Thing. And this book is based on either our experiences so far or our fears and wonders as we enter into this brave new world of raising tweens and teenagers. Um, It's been a lot of fun putting this book together, and we look forward to bringing it to you on June 26th. You can sign up for a free advanced review copy if you head on over to losethecape.com forward slash teen dash thing 
you will find a form where you can fill out your your form. Basically, just give us your email address and we'll send you a free advanced review copy of the book. All we ask for in exchange is a a very um, good review on Amazon. <laughs> so if you don't like the book, you don't have to go review it. But if you do like it, we would love your help and jump in the charts on our launch day on June 26th. So we are live for our May Book Club. And today we are super excited. I love whenever possible to bring on the author of the book that we've been reading. We have been reading the book Awaken, Six Sacred Steps to Remember Who You Are and Why You're Here by Julie Santiago. And we have Julie here with with us today. So if you are watching live and want to ask questions, please comment. If you're catching it later, feel free to come over to the Facebook page and ask questions. I'm sure Julie will come back and answer them. And if you're listening to the podcast and you really want to see what this looked like live, just hop over to Lose the Cape on Facebook and you can check out Julie. Super excited to have you here, Julie. Thank you. Thanks so much for inviting me. I'm happy to be here. So as I was explaining to Julie, I was not prepared and did not pull up her bio before. And rather than sitting here humming and hawing while I try and find it, I would just love it if you would introduce yourself to the audience. Absolutely. Um, it's more organic and natural that way anyway. Otherwise, you would just be like reading the reading exactly. the <laughs> um, So my name is Julie Santiago. Just wrote my first best-selling book, Awaken, with the support of our beloved Alexa. and. Um, um, I grew up in Louisiana. I am mostly Lebanese. I grew up to with a Lebanese family, and um, and um, I went to Johns Hopkins University. That's where I was educated. I worked on Wall Street for most of my twenties until I got to this point where I realized that I was really on the wrong path. That I climbed up this ladder that wasn't my ladder. I was on the wrong ladder, and um, and and broke away from that job about six years ago to kind of follow my own heart and my own path of coaching and kind of spiritual transformation and mind, body, soul work and all of that. So I work with women to help them find their purpose, to help them find their kind of inner selves. And you that's know, Well, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, but <laughs> it's so funny meeting Julie of today. Like you would never, I would never prescribe that bio <laughs> to Julie of today. It's so interesting. Like every time we talk and I, and I do read your bio and read the stuff that you've written about your, your past life, I'm like, Okay, Johns Hopkins, um, Wall Street, making a lot of money. And for so many people, that is the dream yes. to make lots and lots of money. But you realize that's not my dream. Um, how did that, I mean, that must have been super scary to walk yeah. away from that. Yeah. How, how did you, you said you realized it wasn't the ladder that you wanted to climb. But I mean, such a big difference in mm -hmm. careers. How did, how did that come about? Yeah. Well, so here's the, here's, here's, the really simple answer to this is that I think for all of us, and, I, and I, you know this, right? I talk about this a lot in the book, that it's not about discovering who we are or finding ourselves or finding our purpose. Like it's not really about any of those things. It's about remembering. So the fundamental belief that I have now more than ever is that we know who we are and what we want. We've simply forgotten right? So at some point in our lives, we learned that we needed to be a certain way and do a certain thing, maybe get a certain education or a certain job or be a certain type of mom or woman, like all the labels that are put on us in some way, 
by ourselves, by the people we love, by society at large. And then before we know it, we have ignored ourselves, ignored kind of that inner truth. Mm -hmm. So long, we forget what we even want because we don't necessarily think it's possible. And we've just kind of gotten on this track that's been really somebody else's, right? Or even a collective idea of what we should do to be happy. And, and then one day, and not even one day, it's usually a slow progression. It's just this feeling of like, no, this isn't my life. Like this isn't the life I want. There has to be more. There has to be more. Um, and there's that longing, you know, for more, which is usually a longing to return to who we were before we forgot. So that's the journey. That's the real journey. And so I didn't realize I was on that journey, obviously, six years ago when I quit my job. I just knew that I was really unhappy. And um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I just knew I was really unhappy. And then um, had enough courage to take the first step kind of away from where I was. Um, and then the path unfolded as it always does. And it's interesting because I know this from being behind the scenes with you that like, even once you wrote the book, the journey wasn't over. Oh, <laughs> we went, we went on a pretty intense journey trying to decide like how this book was supposed to be birthed into the world, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and and what format it would take and who it would be available to and all of these things. And personally, I'm glad that you went with the option that you went with to make it available to everyone because it's a it's an important story. And it's something that I think a lot of us, you can say whatever it is that's causing it, a, 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 a realization that we are going down paths we don't want to go down, um, an unhappiness with where we find ourselves in, in our lives, exposure to so many other people that we didn't have exposure to because of the internet now, you know, what, whatever it is, like, for me, I think back, I'm getting to a point here and a question, but I think back to what, like, my grandparents' lives were like. Mm -hmm. I don't think they had the same kind of unhappiness that we have because their path was just their path mm -hmm. and they didn't get to see what everybody else was doing and their friend who just went to Tahiti and this and that and their friend who just made a million on Wall Street or whatever. And now we're, we have all of that stuff for better or for worse. And it makes us awaken and realize mm -hmm. that there's pieces of us that, that are missing or that we want to do differently. So to the woman out there who is realizing uh, life isn't what I thought it was going to be right now. H how can you help them? How does your book help them? What's yeah. the process? What does it mean to fully awaken? Yeah. So I love what you just said, Alexa, about like the way it used to be and the way it is now. It's like the image I had when you said that is you know, in many ways, it was like, this was all we could see, or our grandparents could see, and even our parents, and many of us too, like growing up, it's like, this is, this is all we see. So this is where we go. And then at some point, if we're lucky, and I think this is a really important piece in the awakening journey, we don't get to decide when we awaken, we don't get to decide when other people awaken. If we're lucky, there's a moment of breakdown in some way when we become aware that our life isn't working in the way we want it to work. And then it's like that, you know, that kind of small 
you know, the tunnel then becomes a little, then it opens and then it opens and then it opens and it opens. And then before we know it, there's millions of options in front of us. And then it's just a matter of really doing kind of the inner work to listen to what it is that we want. So to answer your question, much, my fundamental belief around work like this, whether it's transformational life coaching or coaching in general or reading self-development books is that you have the answers inside of you, Mm -hmm. nobody else. And so the real work is kind of being asked the right questions to go deeper. And that's one of the things that I am really good at is asking you the right questions so that you can know what's true in your soul. That's why when I wrote this book and we had so many conversations about this, is it a book and a workbook? Is it just a book within a book like, or a workbook within a book? It was so important to me to take the reader on an experience of both determining what's out of alignment and then determining what it is that they really want. So getting to that point of knowing their own dreams and then doing the harder work of kind of clearing out all the fears that get in the way of us having what we want and then taking action. So the book is really meant to be an experiential journey that you go through each one of these six steps. And at the end of each step, there's sacred work so that you can implement, so that you can kind of peel back the layers to remember who you are. Let's talk about the six, six sacred steps and, and how did you determine that of all, I mean, cause you work with a lot of people. So I'm sure depending on who you're working with, your steps may be different. How did you determine that these were the six mm-hmm. key steps? Yeah. Well, it's so weird because obviously the awakening process and just when I say awakening, I mean, awakening to who you really are. Mm-hmm. So, um, like where, who you are, like kind of on a soul level and a heart level, not who you, not the masks we all wear, but like who you are underneath being a mom and a writer and, you know, whatever other labels we have. So that's what I mean by awaken. So it's weird to think that there could be like actual steps of such an inexplainable kind of intangible experience. And I didn't realize I was walking them as I was walking them. (laughs) It was only, you know, kind of for me, seven years later, having walked through this path, looking back, and then having having walked hundreds of women through this process in some ways, that I was able to see the arc of like, oh, this is always the first step, awareness. We become aware of what's working, what's not working. Okay. And then here's the pattern. The second step is learning to accept where we are and who we are without judgment, right? So that we can move forward. And it just became really clear that, whoa, we're all walking the same path. And then it just refined itself over time. Mm -hmm. And then the truth is, is in many ways, it was a download. Like, you know, it was about, it was about two years ago, two and a half years ago, um, when it was like, oh, the first step, they all came like that. And then all the questions that came as well that you find at the end of every sacred step chapter came as well. So I had been working with obviously women. I had gone through it myself. And then it was one day I just sat down and it was like, all of them start with a, these are the ones here, here's the arc. And it was, um, so it was kind of a combination of practical and, and magical as, as I think things are. What I like about this book is that I think in general, well, I guess it depends on who you ask, but from what I see in general, people are opening them up 
ourselves up to the things that used to be considered, and some people still call them like woo-woo, like getting outside of what is like your normal normal. I hate that use that word normal, but like getting beyond what, what people tell you should be normal and, and thinking about things from, a, from other spiritual impacts and all that kind of stuff. But what I, what I like about the book is that you challenge people to look deeper than just like what's at that, that surface level, but then you also provide the tools to help them really get down in there. So talk about like the journal prompts and the the vibrations, the different things, and you get. She gives so much in this. She gives so much stuff in this book. You you get um, free downloads and access to different things. So how do you help people actually work through the steps? Because I've seen a lot of books where they're like, "Here's the steps." Yeah, they don't really help you. Yeah, figure it out. Yeah, yeah. So you know. I- look, I don't think there's any point in doing anything like this unless we're really going to do it. Like that's like, it's like, I mean, I have books full of shelves, shelves full of books. You obviously do too, of books that have made an impact in my life. Right. And usually what happens is I read through them and I underline things and I fold back the pages and sometimes they stick with me and sometimes they're gone. And I didn't want to create I don't ever want to create an experience or anything that people just consume. Mm -hmm. I don't think we need more information right now in our lives and ourselves in the world. We need transformation. And so, so much of the intention behind this book is to create transformation. I don't want to just give you a book and have you read it and you'd be done with it. It's meant to be utilized. Um, And so Part of that is empowering you, like the reader, not just to read and consume the information, but to apply it so that you can really experience your own transformation. And there will be people, very likely, who read the book and don't do any of the sacred work at the end of the chapters, that don't do the journal prompts, that don't practice the affirmation, that never listen to the free, you know, music playlist. And that's fine, right? But I'm here to call people forth into transformation. That's why I'm here. Um, and so I wanted to create an experience for people who may not be able to come to a retreat with me or work with me privately to be able to say, here you go. You can do this yourself, right? You can. Um, so that's part of, of, that's the main part of why. Yeah. Um, for you to be your own teacher. Yeah. Really. I think that's so great because, I mean, you hit on a couple of things there. Like, not everybody feels comfortable hiring somebody to work with one-on-one. Not everybody's prepared to do that. Not everybody can financially do that. But this book is a, is a low-cost opportunity to kind of dig into it, see if this is a path towards healing that you can, if that's what you need, or a path towards finding out who you are and what you're supposed to be doing and all those types of things. But you also have other um, other ways that you help people too, including like your gratitude, well, your website has tons of stuff, your gratitude group. Um, what are some of the other ways that you, beyond your book, work with people and help them kind of, and how did, how did the gratitude circle start? That's something I've always wondered. Yeah, totally. So for those of you who are watching or listening, um, the gratitude circle is this beautiful group on Facebook. There's 41,000 members in the group. It's been open for about four years. Yeah. (laughs) And I know, and I started the group not because of my business or not because, you know, it wasn't like the intention of the group started four and a half years ago. Um, 
I knew that gratitude, practicing gratitude, I struggled with depression and anxiety for much of my twenties. And I write about that a lot in the book. And, um, and at some point, seven years ago, kind of the doorway into my transformation was learning gratitude, learning to, you know, start looking for what was working in my life and not focusing on what wasn't. And I learned that when I could find happiness, right, with whatever was happening in front of me, um, it was almost then like I mastered what was in front of me and only then did the doorway open to what was next. And so that was very true for me in my Wall Street job. It wasn't until I could really find gratitude, no matter how sad or depressed or lost or confused I was in the situation that life then showed me what was next. So I had this huge experience of just writing down things that I was grateful for every night. And then I also practice Kundalini yoga and in Kundalini yoga, they do certain um, practices for 40 days. So I also had this experience of, whoa, you do something for 40 days every single day. Even if you light a candle every day for 40 days, right? Right. Your life will change. It really will. Because you see how resistant you are. You see how stuck you get. Anyway, so I had these two experiences. Gratitude had changed my life. 40-day practice had changed my life. And I was like, what if we'd combine them? And it was like 9 o'clock at night. And I was like, I'm going to invite my friends and my family to join this group. And we're going to come to this group every day for 40 days, basically between Thanksgiving and the end of the year in the U.S., 40 days. We're going to post one thing we're grateful for. And then I'll just write a little inspiration every day. Like that was the intention. And then like the next day there were 30 people in the group. And then by the end of that 40 day, first 40 day practice, there were 300 people in the group. Wow. And then the next year there were 3000 and then 8,000 and then 20,000 and now 41,000. And, um, every year between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we practice a 40 consistent 40 days and then every other, you know, kind of time in the year is just like people posting whenever they feel like it. So it was a very organic, beautiful thing of people wanting community and people wanting to feel better about their lives. That's really such an incredible, I mean, it's, it's such an incredible story because, uh, okay, so I work in the digital marketing world, obviously with people selling their books and everything and people like sweat blood to try and grow a group to like five, 10,000, 15,000 people. And it speaks to how much people do love authenticity, love community, love to be in a place where they feel like they're themselves. I, I included the link in the show notes so that if you're interested in joining the 40 days of gratitude um, Facebook group, you can, but 40,000 people, I mean, how do you keep it so that people, I mean, but I see it's an active group. 40 days of grad. Um, there's people posting all over the place in there. Uh So I, I see that, um, that you do keep it a place where people can enjoy and interact. How do you do that with that many people? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's definitely been a test of my own leadership and, (laughs) um, and learning to let go, you know, and learning to, um, receive help. So, you know, at first two years ago, when the group was at 6,000, I realized that I couldn't do this by myself. And so I have an an assistant who works on my team, who's really kind of like my right hand. So she started doing a lot of support as well. And then we also had to start setting boundaries and guidelines. You know, we asked that every post starts with, I'm grateful for, 
and that you're not allowed to promote and that, you know, you're not allowed to, you know, ask for prayer requests or, you know, we, we've learned over time that like in order to preserve the safety of the group, we have to set rules and guidelines, which like, hello, it's a lesson for all of life. Right? <laughs> um, and then we actually now have ambassadors who are members of the gratitude circle. There's 10 of them who are ambassadors. So they also help to, you know, cheer people on and like delete posts that aren't in alignment with our mission and all of that. But like, that sounds really easy. It wasn't, it was, no, it's been, sure. you know, letting go and um, trusting, you know, in many ways that, you know, it's like you birth a baby. Mm-hmm. I don't have children yet. You do. At some point you real, as far as I've heard, you realize that those children kind of have a life and a journey of their own. Oh yeah. <laughs> and no matter how much you try to control it, you can't. Um, you just guide it and then you let go. So for whatever reason, my creations seem to very much be the same way, right? The gratitude symbol is that way. It's not my kid. It's not my baby. It has its, you know, mind and heart of its own. And I just kind of guide it and then let it go. And the book is the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that it's um, because of what you experienced in this group and interacting with people in the group? Like, did the group change your business or did your business change the group kind of great question um I would say um here's what I'll say about the the way that the group played into my business the group gave me the confidence Mm -hmm. in my business Mm -hmm. and it didn't give me the confidence in um it gave let me say it this way it gave me confidence because I knew that I had something to say Mm -hmm. And there were people who wanted to hear it. And so it gave me the confidence in teaching and in speaking and even in writing. Those daily inspirations four years ago were the first time that I ever had thoughts that I shared with people in a public forum. And so it really gave me the confidence to have a voice, to find my voice, to keep finding my voice, and then um, to keep sharing it because I knew that Whenever I wrote something, so long as it was from my heart, somebody was impacted by it, and that was enough to keep going. Yeah. If somebody's sitting here thinking, is this the book for me, mm-hmm. who, would you, who would you address that? Who would you say is the best person that this book can help? Yeah. So the book is for, for women or men. I tend to write for women. Um, but it's for women or for men who feel like there has to be something more, that they may feel stuck in some way. It isn't, it may be about your career. You may want more purpose. Um, You may feel like you want to be contributing more. Um, It's really for women who ask the question, who am I? Why am I here? Mm -hmm. I want to know. I want to contribute. I want, I want, I want to ask myself those deeper questions. Um, And it's for people who, um, who are seekers in some way. You know, I think there's, there's two ways to live. I know kind of in my Wall Street pre-awakening days, I really just thought I was a body. I was a physical body. I was a human. And what I saw is what there was. And what I've really come to understand is we are both human and soul. We have our human selves and our soul selves. And oftentimes when we are feeling um, off, feeling like there's more, feeling lost, feeling stuck. It's because we've forgotten the soul self. Mm -hmm. And so much of the awakening that we go through is remembering ourselves as souls too. Yes, we're human. We get angry. We have to-do lists, right? We have problems. 
and we're also souls who are the essence of the soul is peace and calm and trust and connection. And so um, it's people who are willing to explore themselves as both human and soul. Yeah. That's such a cool way to, to say it. And, you know, I would say for anybody who is uh, skeptical about doing anything that is um, outside of this, I don't, what's the word you would use? Like people who aren't, aren't spiritual or aren't, um, I don't what word is it? <laughs> if somebody isn't woo woo, we don't, we have a word for woo woo, but do we have yeah, a word for we don't the opposite of it? <laughs> well, you know what, what I would say I don't know why this is the word. So my husband, side note, is not woo-woo at all. <laughs> Mine either. <laughs> and, so, and so, you know, one of the things is like, I'm like, babe, I just wish you would, you know, like be more spiritual and open to the non-physical, the metaphysical. And he's like, well, sometimes I wish you were just a little bit more practical, right? <laughs> and so I would say it's, it's like, it's kind of that like practical, like, I mean, I went to Hopkins and worked on Wall Street, right? right. So, so it's, that, it's that brain, it's that smart, practical brain that sometimes can actually block us mm-hmm. from exploring what we can't see with our eyes, that we can only feel with our hearts. So yeah, I would say if you find yourself more on that kind of practical, is it right brain or which one? Oh gosh, I don't even know. The practical <laughs> one. The practical one. Right. Um, yeah. So that's what I would say. Okay. Very cool. All right. Well, you should totally check out her book. You can get it on Amazon and you can get it on her website, correct? You're selling it off your website too? Um, yep. Yeah, you can get it on my website too, juliesantiago.com slash book. Okay. And now I want to switch gears just a teeny tiny book on a bit. I'm not ready to let you go yet, but just for okay. a few more minutes here. So, you know, the stats that you see between 80 to 90% of the world wants to write a book and obviously lots and lots of people want to write a book. So I just want to talk a little bit about your experience from the book writing side. And yes. like I said at the beginning, um, you know, you, you knew you wanted to write this book, but, but you went back and forth about how to put it into the world and what to do and, all, you know, all that kind of stuff. And we finally got it out there and I'm so glad we did. But what was the experience like for you? And if you, if you have any tips for somebody who's thinking, I have this stuff that I know other people need, how do I do this? Yeah. Okay. So let's just talk about how scared (laughs) I was to put this book out in the world. And, you know, one of the things, I mean, I talk about this in the book, like, our deepest dreams, right? Dreams and fears are cousins, right? So when we realize what our dreams are, you can surely bet that fear is going to creep up in the most like intense and sometimes sneaky ways. Yeah. Like the way that it snuck up for me is what you're referencing, Alexa, is like, I was like, maybe I'm not going to publish this book for everybody. Maybe I'm just going to give, like make a workbook and give it to my private clients. And like, that is a great idea, right? But the truth is, is that was fear. Like it was mass, it was a great idea masking fear. I was afraid to put myself out there. I was afraid to, to, to have thoughts and stories and share them with people. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. Ah, everything comes up. What if they judge me? What if it doesn't work? What if, what if, what if, what if, right? Um, and sometimes for me, the fear wasn't even like a thought like that. It was just like this visceral in my gut fear. Like I am naked hello, all of you are welcome to see me. Um, 
and so, I mean, the thing about this experience, right? If for those of you who are, who are people who are in your community, Alexa, for those of you who are, you know that you have something to share, right? Through, through writing perhaps, or oh, through maybe even mothering or through making art or through dancing or through whatever ways that is a longing in your heart to express yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to know that there will always be fear. And the more important something is to the heart, the more the fear is going to arise. Oh, so true. Just because the fear is there doesn't mean it's wrong. Doesn't mean you're on the wrong path. Doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. It just means you're actually getting closer to what you're here for, uh, to what's important to you, to the way your heart and soul want to express themselves. And so you'll feel the fear, right? That ridiculous, you know, like whatever saying, it's like feel the fear and do it anyways, right? There's a reason that's a cliche because it's, it's true. And um, we got to have a lot of support to do it, right? So it's why like committing to, you know, coaches or teachers or people who can walk you through this process is important. Like Alexa, if you and I weren't necessarily working together, like you know, I knew there was a point where I had to hire somebody else and set a date to do the thing that I was scared to do, or I wasn't going to do it. Right. right. It's why people hire me too. Right. It's why I hired my first coach. I knew I wanted to quit my wall street job, but if I, if I didn't hire somebody to help support me with that transition, I knew I was never going to do it because I was going to get scared. So having friends or teachers or coaches or mentors or, you know, people is important mm-hmm. for the accountability. Absolutely. What would you say, um, so the process, how long did it take you to actually commit to writing and then getting it published? Yeah. So um, I started writing um, in January of 2017. Mm -hmm. I finished the first draft of the book in March of 2017. So it actually, it was very quick. Now, what I'll say about that is when I went back in, so this story, obviously, if you read the book, you'll know that it was very tied into me getting pregnant. I started the book, I got pregnant, I finished the book, and I had a miscarriage. And so I was very much in my own process of A, grieving, and B, not being called to touch this book for some time. It actually needed to sit. And I did. I let it sit for almost nine months, right? Probably not not consciously, but not by mistake. Right. And then I was like, okay, now it's time. And that's when I reached back out to you, Alexa. And it's when I hired my own, I hired a copy editor and I went back in and started making really big changes. And then in November and December, I started doing a lot of rewrites and I really wrote a, um, a whole new book in some ways in those two months. So I would say total writing time was probably about five or six months, but it was very much broken up. And I was finished in January and then, um, and then the process took about five months. Um, and that's another thing. And I know you know this better than anybody, but, um, Creation, creative projects have their own timing. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> and we don't get to control them. So, you know, like I wanted this book published a year before it came out and then five months before it came out. And, you know, every time I felt like I was trying to grasp at it, um, I knew that was fear and I just had to let go and really kind of talk to the book itself and just ask it when it wanted to come out. So. Well, it's, it's, it's great though, because you, you've built this amazing community 
And even though originally you thought, well, I'm just going to give this as a gift to my clients or whatever, you've, you've given a gift to your entire community because I'm sure that there are plenty of people who want to work with you more one-on-one, but just can't for whatever reason. Maybe your schedule's full when they're ready. Maybe they can't commit to, you know, whatever reason. So now you've provided all of them, which I think is a great inspiration. When, whenever I hear someone say that they want to write a book, but they're scared to do it, or they don't know if anyone would read it, I always think there's always somebody who needs your story, especially if it's a transformation, inspiration, self-help, anything like that. There's always somebody who needs it. It's just a matter of whether or not you're willing to put it out there. But um, how has your community been with the release of this book? Yeah, so beautiful. Um, I would just want to echo what you said. Yes, (laughs) that someone needs your story. Otherwise you wouldn't go through what you went through. Like, it's just, that's just that true. You go, we go through the hard stuff. We go through our stuff so that we can help somebody else go through it after us, even if it's one person and it's usually more than that. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I know that's part of your path in such a profound way too. Um, the community has been beautiful. Um, and so excited. It's like they were waiting for it. There are people who I didn't understand this. I thought everybody, you know, would like want to work with me personally or go deeper with me. And they don't, you know, like some people are like, "Mm -mm, mm -mm." or they're just happy sharing their one daily thing of gratitude. And that's good. (laughs) That's good. Right. And so, um, having a way that people can go deeper if they want to has been such a gift. And yeah, I mean, people have been amazing. I mean, it's so incredible to see people posting pictures of my book and and to and to, uh, to be getting emails about like what's happening for them and yeah. yeah it's 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 icing on the cake for sure well i can tell you for a fact like that's the one that's the greatest thing about my book too is when i do randomly get somebody who reaches out to me on facebook or um or sends an email or something and is just like thank you for this. I thought I was alone or I needed help with this or whatever. You know, some of the stories that we get back are so incredible. And um, I don't think any situation is unique. Like it's unique to us, but somebody has gone through something similar, maybe not exactly the same. Somebody has, has gone through that. Somebody is going through it. Somebody will go through it and they need the help. So yeah. It's a great, I, I'm glad you put it out there. When you, when you said you were backing off and you were like, I'm just going to make a hundred copies available. And then <laughs> go to these people, I was like, no, this is not a hundred person book. I was like, all right, if that's what you want to do, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you made it available because, and you can tell by the response and by how many people went out and bought it, that yeah. it is needed and people wanted it. So glad you did not um, keep that away from people. Well, thank you for Um, your support. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So now as we wrap up the show, I would just like you to to open the stage to you to, if you have a message you'd like to share, if you want to direct people to any certain way, if you want to reiterate again, who you really love to work with and, or if there's something people are working through that you can help them with. Yeah. Laura is yours. Yes, totally. Okay. So one of the things that I think is just so important is that, um, you know, I think that we all get to a point in our lives where we feel overwhelmed 
where we feel lost, where we feel stuck, where we feel alone, where we feel confused. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the most important things to me in the world is that women know that they're not alone and that whatever they're going through, right? There is no woman, there is no, there is someone who has gone through it before them. And I think one of the problems that we've gotten into in general in the world is that we stop talking honestly about the hard stuff. And I know this is why your, your blog and your podcast and your group exist in the first place, right? So that we can be real with each other. So part of awakening is for me, really learning just to be honest with ourselves and with each other, to not pretend, to not pretend that we're happy when we're not happy, to not pretend that we're fulfilled when we're not fulfilled. And yes, it is scary to admit those things to ourselves at first, but it is only in admitting it out loud to ourselves and maybe to someone else that we can then start making the changes that we need to make. And usually those changes aren't as big as we think they are. But if we hold them in and we hold them back, we poison ourselves. Um, we hurt ourselves. We hurt the people that we love. We're angry. We're bitter. It comes out backwards in some way. And so whether it's this book that gives you permission to be honest with yourself or whether it's this podcast or whether it's a friend or your journal, whatever it is, just start telling the truth because women telling the truth to themselves and then to each other, I think is what will really change this world. Oh, that's powerful. (laughs) <laughs> I, I agree. And, uh, you know, uh, with, with Lose the Cape, like we've, we've floundered around for a while on what we were trying to do. But at the end of it, like um, my co-host, who's not co-hosting anymore because her life, she had to step in and do things differently. But um, one of the things that was so important to us and, and which is why we, we changed the focus to live bravely is because of that whole idea of truth and not, and I wrote it down when you were saying it, but let's be real and let's not stop talking about the hard stuff because when we do stop talking about the hard stuff, that's when people feel like uh, their problems don't matter to anyone else and that nobody else is going through it, that everybody else is so focused on making the perfect Pinterest snack for the child's preschool or doing all these kinds of things and we forget about what life is really about and how we can make the world better. So thank you. I think that's a beautiful message to leave this podcast with. And just for one more time, I've, I'll include the, the Facebook group comment, but in case you're like so anxious to get there that you don't want to go over to the website, it is the name of the group is 40 day gratitude circle. So if you search for that, you can find her and she's got a free gift in there and just all kinds of beautiful stuff happening. And um, just one more time, what is your website or the best place for people to connect with you? Yeah, it's juliesantiago.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here, for your beautiful book, for taking the time out of your schedule, mm-hmm. for being a friend, all of the above. <laughs> Thank you so much, Alexa. It's such an honor to be with you.